welcome to episode 13 of the Orla Claire podcast. This week I am in conversation with a really good friend of mine, Miss Avian McCormick. Me and Avian went to university together, we studied public relations, we've been friends for five, six years now I think and as you'll tell by the accent, Avian isn't from too far away from me so we've got two Irish girls on the podcast today and we'll be chatting all about Avian's new business venture. So Avian started a cookie company in Liverpool called Dumdo and we'll be chatting everything about starting your own business, where to start, how to start. Even started off in the airline industry I want to say working at Liverpool John Lennon Airport in their CSR department and although she did love it, Covid played a part in her venture into what she really loved which was baking cookies and going after that Levine cookie in Liverpool. So sit back, relax, enjoy and let me know what you think. Hello, Evine. Welcome to the Third Podcast. Orla, thank you so much for having me. I want to just talk to you about your career. You have started your own business recently, so I want to get into all of that. Um, yeah. And your kind of your career route until this point as well. So just yeah, cool. to start us off, could you give me your elevator pitch? Who are you and what do you do? Um, well, my name is Evan McCormick. I am originally from Northern Ireland, as you are yourself, and um, moved to Liverpool, God, five years ago, it'll be six years in September, not sure how that happened. My current role, as you said, I started my own business, started trading in January, but start, started working on it last July, so kind of been my own boss for what, six, seven, eight months now. Um, I own Dumdo Liverpool, which is a cookie bakery specializing in super chunky gooey cookies the goal of being of the business being from my point of view anyway was to make the ultimate chocolate chip cookie because that's what I always looked for and could never find um find some really nice ones but for me there was none that really hit the spot that I wanted so I decided to make it myself and I think I've I think I've done okay <laughs> Well, that's all great and I want to kind of go back to the start again so go back to the start of your career what yeah. did you study at university where did you go to university obviously I know this but <laughs> yeah no problem so I went to university at Liverpool John Moores and I studied business and public relations I took a placement year during my degree um it was optional at the time but I decided to take it because I thought it would be one of the best ways to get experience in PR, which is what I thought I wanted to do at the time from having previous work experience in public relations um, at Belfast Fashion Week. <laughs> you know it well. Um, and yeah, so i done my degree for four years, studied lots of public relations stuff, and now I'm not really doing anything to do with a degree. <laughs> well, I kind of am, but you know what I mean and then so following your degree then you went back to your placement company and worked at Liverpool John Lennon airport I did yes so was that like a kind of was it like a strategic decision you were obviously asked to come back because you did so well but yeah was that kind of the career route you were at the time following yeah I mean whenever I took my placement um while I was in uni the placement was kind of advertised as more of a public relations role than it turned out to be. Um, 
I did get a lot of experience with PR, but it was more internal communications and there was a lot of events as well. So it was kind of PR around that. But what it did do was introduce me to CSR, which was corporate social responsibility, which was the kind of philanthropic side of businesses, which of course is becoming more and more prominent now. Um, And I had always had an interest in that kind of line of work. Whenever people would ask me, even at the placement interview, what my dream job would be, I would say Amnesty International, because I had like an, an interest in like giving back and helping people. So it introduced me to that. And then whenever I went back to final year, we we were able to choose uh, our modules and there was a CSR module. So I chose that because I thought this is definitely what I'm going to go into. And then whenever my degree was coming to an end, the airport had this job like full time because they realized that they had so much scope to help people and they wanted to broaden it more to be more in line with their PR strategy because they hadn't really shouted a lot about it um, before. I thought, well, this is like the ultimate opportunity because it makes me use my degree and it helps me do the CSR, which is what I thought I wanted to do. So, yeah, as you said, um, they did ask me to come back. So I jumped at the opportunity. I was like, oh, my God, it's a full time job, basically straight out of university. It's something I definitely want to do. I really liked the role on placement. So I thought if I have more autonomy and can explore the side of communications more it's like the dream job for me and it was the dream job for me up until covid happened um and yeah we'll probably talk about that in a wee minute but um yeah i mean i did use a lot more pr skills in it they had more social media presence with csr whenever i went back because we'd never had that before so i was able to do some social media bits and pieces for the csr side But yeah, I was pretty sure that CSR was going to be my career for life. Yeah, because I want to talk about then, obviously, COVID happened. You were working in John Lennon Airport in the travel industry, which was obviously really, really badly hit. Did you see that effect, even though you worked in the CSR department? Like, how did that affect you? Yeah, so it was a strange one. I remember it was like a couple of weeks before COVID happened whenever kind of the lockdown was announced, I should say. And there was rumblings going on at the airport and like the meetings that we would have with our managers, like our weekly catch-ups. There started to be, okay, that project's going to be put on hold. This project is going to be put on hold. Um, Wider projects we knew that were ongoing on the airport, like with new routes, like big things. Um, we're being told okay that's now cancelled this is now cancelled um it was, all, it was also at the time whenever flyby announced that they were going out of business as well so it was a rough time for the airport anyway and then a week before lockdown um it was over that weekend whenever i think spain blocked travel we like i had a feeling i'm going to go in on monday and there's going to be some really bad news and we got called in to this massive meeting room with the CEO on the Monday. And he literally told us every single person in this room is at risk of redundancy. Um, and that happened over the space of, it was upcoming for two weeks, but nothing serious um, over that weekend. And then on the Monday we were told that. And immediately I had a massive event coming up and it was for Alderhead Children's Charity because those were our charity partner. And it was called the Runway Run. And it, it, we'd been planning it. We, like we flew to Belfast. We were going to fly to Scotland to speak with other airports about how they'd done their uh, runway runs because it's like a midnight run on the runway. 
and we were in touch with like the department of transport like the higher ups in aviation to get this this run because it was going to be massive it had the potential to raise us like a hundred grand and that was cancelled that was i was working on that for months and months and months and that was cancelled straight away and then on that friday i fortunately was told i wasn't losing my job but i was going to be furloughed a lot of people lost their job that day i would say probably the majority of people that worked in my building lost their job and then i was put on furlough until september and then i was i got the phone call in september because even though i've been working on my business from July in the background I wasn't like doing anything I was just kind of like an idea in my head and then I got the call in September that I was going to be made redundant and I was so yeah my CSR career was no longer yeah Jesus. I was just gonna ask I was like you know did the lockdown kind of spur this creativity on this idea or was it something you always kind of had in the back burner or was this kind of born out of COVID yeah you know it's funny. Um, my boyfriend has his own business and I had genuinely never in my life thought that I would ever start a business. I was, it was always that thing of, oh, that's something other people do. Whenever lockdown happened, I, I just had this idea. I know there was a lot of, they call them furlough, tr- furloughpreneurs or something. A lot of businesses have started out of lockdown. And I think that's a great thing. Um, and I was just one of them, just I was baking and being my boyfriend always encouraged me and always told me and people at work because I bake for people in work had always encouraged me and said that like your cookies are just something else and they joke and say oh you should sell these and I of course I'd always be like oh yeah of course and then whenever I was put on furlough I was going to be going back to that job I just kind of knew with the way the climate was and travel especially I mean you know yourself there's it's been absolutely destroyed so one day I literally just thought like I remember being in the car and we were getting like a grocery shop or something and I was just like why not like I had thought of the name like last year on like a whim I just thought you know if I had a cookie business I'd probably call it Dumdo I had the name we had a premise we had some money for it um Matthew does his own graphic design and he's a photographer so I had that done I had experience in social media and literally in July, I just got the paperwork from the council and I was just like, okay, there's not much else to do in lockdown. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go for it. And then I did go for it. And it's sad that I got made redundant because a lot of people also got made redundant. But luckily for me, lockdown had given me that baby, that business baby. And I was able to pursue it. <laughs> no yeah I love that but I love the thing like the why not like that's always yeah. kind of my mantra through life you know like applying for a job or doing you feel like oh no I'm quite not there yet or yeah something a bit out of your reach and then you're just like but why not like you're yeah. here one time do you know what I mean you may as well just go for it 100% I, I like with things like that I always think like whenever you see people that are successful they had the exact same moment as as you're having now it's like why not what what makes them different from whenever they started to you everybody has to start somewhere like there's no reason why it can't be you there literally is no reason yeah no I totally agree so what was the process like for you setting up your business because we obviously had like a entrepreneur kind of module you need but we were never really taught okay this is step one step two step three what you need to start your own business so 
was yeah. it like a lot of googling was it have you anybody like as a mentor that was able to help you like how was that mm-hmm. process so it was it was definitely dif- difficult because I was kind of starting even though as you said we'd done our module you didn't really get taught like this is the first step this is the next step how to build it so it was a lot of time spent on google reading blogs small business blogs not even just about bakeries just all sorts it was a lot of phone calls with the council and the local authority um i'd also spoken to um the growth hub as well in liverpool liverpool city region growth hub who then put me in touch with the women's org in Liverpool. But it came full circle because my partner's mum's actually senior business advisor at the women's org. So we were directed through all these channels to get to the women's org. And then it turned out all we had to do was ring <laughs> my partner's mum and be like, Jacqueline, <laughs> can you help me please? Um, so we had, we had a really good solid advice base with her. And then a lot of it was kind of just trying to figure it out myself, to be honest, because advice is fine. But whenever you actually have to sit down and go through the paperwork and all the questions that come up from the paperwork you have to do is totally different because we had to get a premises license and everything, which is like a shit ton of paperwork. And we had to get our food hygiene qualifications and all that sort of thing. And we had to work out like a massive financial forecast of our expenses and how much it was going to be to break even and all that stuff. And I'm not really financially headed in a great way. So a lot of it was just kind of working through as much as you could. But I mean, it was definitely difficult. Yeah, it was like learning on the go, basically. As oh my God, doing. 100%. There's still things that like, I'll, I'll go through things and I'll have like a million questions even though it seems so small, but it's, it's because with, especially with food as well, there's such little room for error because of the food safety. So it's, um, I'm sure it's the same with other businesses. I can only speak from, from, um, from a food business point of view, but there's just so many things you have to be wary of and preempt all the time. So it, it is very much kind of learning as you go. Yeah. So I want to give you a little chance kind of just to talk about your business, what it is, what you offer, um, like sell yourself. So I'll give a bit of background as to maybe like, as I said before, I was always in search of the best chocolate chip cookie because I just love cookies. And I followed loads of New York cookie pages because that's where the best cookies seem to be, like LeVan Bakery. <laughs> still, still jealous that you got my cookie. <laughs> Um, and I was always like oh I would love to be able to have something like that um and I baked anyway and cookies were always the thing I baked always the thing I baked and because in uni I had so much time to stress bake and procrastinate for my dissertation I just baked and baked and baked and I I made my perfect cookie and then as I said a couple of years later from encouragement from my friends my boyfriend in lockdown and furlough I was like, okay, I'm going to bring this to the people of Liverpool. So I ideally, with, with Domdo Liverpool, which is my business, I want to be able to bring Liverpool a new favourite cookie bakery because my cookies are my favourite cookies and I'm not trying to say that in a braggy way because I do like lots of other cookies, but my cookies just to me is the ultimate cookie and I just want to be able to bring that comfort to Liverpool because they're so like chunky and gooey and like 
it's like an experience whenever you eat it. It's like a it's like a comfort like no other. And um, I think that it's something a bit different because initially we we would have loved to be able to get a premise a premise as far a cookie shop because we would love to be like a place you could go on a Saturday and like you've been looking forward to it the whole week to get a big box of cookies you can sit and eat over the weekend like that's what we want to be and we kind of specialize in our classic flavors which is chocolate chip double chocolate and peanut butter chip but we also do um seasonal products so we had a valentine's day box um which people could buy as gift boxes and with the red velvet flavor and at the minute we have a mother's day box which is a creme brulee box and a saint patrick's day box which have got two new flavors in it um and that's kind of where we're going to be we're going to be kind of bringing out seasonal box that people have the options to gift and then as we kind of grow more and more we're going to be able to bring sort of pick your own boxes Uh, we just don't have the capacity for that at the minute and where people can kind of create their own box of cookies and we are also going to be bringing out some vegan options because although I am not vegan myself um, it is really hard to find a good vegan cookie and I just I just want to bring that to Liverpool vegans as well. No I love it because I can obviously buy three cookies I've had a lot of them myself and they are the ultimate cookie they are amazing you know what see whenever you say that like that scares me because like like if it's not as good as the vegan, I obviously understand because they're like totally different or live on whatever but like (laughs) knowing you've had them you even thinking they're okay it's like so means so much to me because to me Levant's like oh my god so I can picture like you have in your shop in Liverpool and I can kind of think of the bagelry you know that's so niche that does bagels does donuts but I can picture you having like a donut shop like that where you would just go I really fancy a really big or cookie that's where I want to yeah. go yeah no I can really really picture it because I want to kind of ask as well like with lockdown it's a bit different we're all working from home and you know we're kind of spending not much time with other people and whoever you live with that's basically who you see 24 7 but yeah. when we come out of lockdown and things go back to normal people go back to the office socializing all that like yeah this is going to be new for you because you're obviously working from home yourself but it's going to be a constant thing where you're at home all the time and you're a one-woman team it's just you and your business like do Mm -hmm. you think it's going to be lonely do you think it's going to you have going to have to do something or you know until you get a premise and you're seeing customers you're seeing people all the time like how do you think you're going to be in like the next couple of months say whenever people go back to normal yeah I mean See, we're, we're quite lucky at the minute because we can, we've chosen Fridays as our delivery day, for example, and our delivery times can be anytime between 10 and 6 because um, we know people are going to more than likely be at home because of lockdown. So we've had it quite okay in the, the actual logistics of the business. So whenever people start going back to work, I think the main concern from my point of view is going to be managing that side of things but I mean at the end of the day whenever we do keep going the idea is to have a courier that we can trust because we would go with the courier now but the post is just so unreliable that I don't want anyone's cookies getting destroyed my partner who is who does help me with things and he's the delivery me and him do the deliveries together because his work's kind of slowed down a little bit as well he's been able to set aside Fridays for deliveries as well so um, we've both been able to have that freedom to say, okay, we know Fridays are definitely a day whenever it has to be done, though. 
in terms of kind of myself and like loneliness and that sort of thing, I think I think that's okay. I'm happy enough in my kitchen baking cookies or making cookie dough with Parks and Rec on in the background for myself at the minute. I'm just looking forward to being able to like be able to like say, okay, this week there's no cookies because and then I can know that's because I'm going over to Ireland to see my friends. Like I'm okay with like whenever people are starting to go back to work and that side of thing. I'm happy enough just baking away and things. I'm just looking forward to to being able to get out of the house and go to, to Northern Ireland and see people for once. Yeah, because that's another thing I wanted to ask about because, you know, with having a business yourself, being a business owner, it's like 24-7. You don't yeah. have a nine to five. It's like you put all your time and energy into it, like starting off. And then you yeah. have no days off, really. But, you know, what if you wanted to kind of go home or you wanted to go traveling or you wanted to go on holiday, you had a sick day? Do you know like what happens then? Yeah. I am the first person to like say if my boyfriend's like I notice he's overworking himself I am the first person to tell him like yesterday I set him a mini goals list and I said it said do one thing to make you happy do food as you want to like, I'm the first person to say you need to relax just take take an hour but I am also guilty of never being able to switch off now that I own a business because there's just it's an it's customers messaging you or it's um a social media post that you forgot to schedule or it's um oh I just remembered that I have to make so and so many more extra cookies so I need to order the ingredients for those like it is so so hard to switch off it's I think it'll be okay because I until we get a premises I will almost always run the business as a pre-order because the way the cookies are made as well, they need to have, I don't want to give away any secrets, but um, they need to have a specific amount of time to chill. The dough needs to chill. Um, so I can't do anything with the cookies for at least two or three days during the week anyway. I can manage the business from that side of things quite okay. So say, for example, I wanted to take like a city break and I went from a Friday well, not maybe not Friday, Sunday to Tuesday, I could always make extra dough on the Thursday and then have it in the freezer or the fridge, I'm not going to say which, um, and then have it ready to bake the next week. So that in that sense, it doesn't make a massive difference. If it's a sickness because it's a food business, legally, I can't do anything with the food for at least 48 hours so depending on when I would get ill is is how it would affect it so if I got ill on the Thursday I wouldn't be able to bake any cookies so no orders could go out so luckily my um, boyfriend has got his food hygiene certificate and everything so he knows that if worst comes to worst he's able to do it but it's um it would just be a case of having an extra hand on deck then from um his sister sometimes helps out with the deliveries or something like that we have like vehicle protocols in place for making sure the vehicle's safe and everything just be a case of business is structured it's kind of all right with things like that yeah that's good at least you have like a support system that you can kind of rely on as well with you know being your own business owner there's like a lot of stress kind of comes with that and you know everything relies on you yeah. everything relies on whether the business does well and like obviously yeah. that's very different from being in the corporate world where somebody else pays your wages and you just work nine to five it's less yeah. stress all that so I want to ask you know how does it feel for you to be a business owner and your own girl boss compared to 
having a corporate role and just kind of moving your way through the career ladder but just not being kind of stressed and following that route like would you rather be your own business owner and you know what you're doing now compared to what you used to do I think to answer your last question first I would personally for me I would take being my own boss over working in a corporate environment any day partially because I I don't know whether it's because I'm like a bit resistant to people telling me what to do but I just I had a job that I really really loved between after my placement and between my graduate role so it was an internship and final year and I had the best boss I had such good work-life balance like if I needed to work from home one day I was able to do that a really good job and I loved the job but there was just something about working for someone else I never liked I always this is going to sound really bad but I like there were so many instances where I just felt like I knew better or I knew that my idea would work better and because of the way it is like in corporate jobs it just doesn't always work that way some companies are really good and they'll listen to your ideas and stuff but for the majority of my working life in a corporate environment that was not the experience I had with regards to like kind of the stress levels I think whenever you have a corporate job at least for me anyway whenever I went home most of the time I left my work at the office unless it was like an event that I was doing and it was like like one event I had started at like 7 a.m in the morning unless I knew I had to be up at five to get the train to get into work I left at my work at the office and I was pretty good with that and I try not to get over like overly stressed in day-to-day life anyway just because it's not healthy for you but whenever you work for yourself it's it is totally different because there's always something that you think you need to do or there's always oh I could get a head start on that now if you if you take a couple of hours to relax your brain's always thinking oh but I could be doing this or you get a notification on your phone you're like oh I could reply to that and you have to tell yourself "Uh, no stop so that is definitely definitely what's so different is that whenever I was in a corporate world I could leave it at at the office and now my office is me (laughs) so it's a bit different (laughs) yeah no it's funny work job I think isn't it yeah it it really is so how are things going with the business so far you're a couple of months in from starting to sell Uh, it looks like amazingly well and kind of what plans then for the near future and then long-term future so business is going really well I think what I went into doing this um, business was because I had my partner who's had his business for I think it's four or five years and he's he's done really really well and he is doing really well and as I said before because his his mum was a senior business advisor I was quite grounded and humble about not to expect amazing things straight away just because that's just how it is so whenever we did open initially um I think we at, on the first week we had 48 boxes and we sold like two thirds of those and I like I was just so shocked by that because it, it just seemed to have done so well in its first week um, and I was like so overjoyed and I'm so lucky and so happy that that has just continued ever since so we started trading the 25th of January and the momentum has just kept going and uh, last month what we started to do was kind of with the help of yourself Orla 
was um, reach out to influencers and, and local Liverpool foodie sorts of people. And they've been such a massive help because it's kind of like uh, mouth to mouth marketing. It's like whenever you see someone else enjoying something, you want to get it. Um, so that has been such a big help. So yeah, business is doing really well. We're always constantly getting engagement, um, always getting questions from people, um, always getting orders through every single day. So it's there's nothing better than seeing my little Wix notification being like, because it's whenever you get one, it says, nice, you've got an order. And I'm like, yes, I have. Oh, wait. Um, so yeah, so it's going really, really well. Um, and coming up, um, we're going to be doing our Easter boxes. Um, so some nice Easter flavors. Still working on the recipes for those. Um, but I'm hoping to get kind of some permanent flavors as well. So I'm thinking of um, kind of making some of the flavors we've had in the past kind of permanent flavor boxes because a lot of people seem to love the seasonal flavors. And I get it because you can get bored of chocolate chip. I mean, it is my favorite, but I get it. Um, so yeah, we've got Easter boxes coming up and then we're going to be doing our vegan boxes as well which I've had a lot of requests from um, people that follow a vegan diet already about our cookies. Um, so I'm really excited to be able to bring those because, as I said, I think it's quite hard to get some good vegan options. So those are the two main things in the next couple of months. Very exciting. But like I can tell you, honestly, your whole social media, your website, like the presentation of the boxes and everything is so professional. It just looks so, so good. You know, like you would get that okay. like, on the high street or do you know what I mean it's not just a little yeah. thing you picked up in the corner of your room over lockdown like it's proper 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 the real thing so you should be yeah and yourself. oh thank you yeah I mean that not sorry to interject but no it's it's one of those things where from the get-go because because my background is in I should like comms and PR and kind of social media um, and Matthew, who's my partner, he his backgrounds, he does music videos, but he also does graphic design and photography for like commercial things. So I'm just really lucky that it's kind of we've got everything we need and it like in two people. So I've got like the baking and I do the social media and all the businessy bits, that sort of thing. And then Matthew obviously helps me with the photography. So from the get go, we knew that having a strong brand identity was going to set us apart because and this is not a criticism, and I, I have said this to like a couple of people who've asked me about this. I didn't want Dumdo to be another home bakery in a white cake box. I wanted it to be a, vi- a visible business that had a real identity, a real presence and solid branding from the get-go because people buy products, but people also buy brands because that's what I'm like. A lot of the places that I like to buy food from, it's because I love their branding. and that's just kind of was probably one of our biggest um goals from the get-go was to make sure the brand was solid so thank you very much for for noticing I always like when people be like oh I love your food photos they're really nice I'm like oh thanks <laughs> oh I agree though because like if it came in a white box you know with nothing on it like what's yeah. what, it's not different than anything else do you know what I mean like you can go yeah. to the bakery and get a bun in a bag and that's the exact yeah. same thing whereas you, know, you yeah. have your stickers you have your graphics the way the box is presented you have everything so because like, I know I buy things because of the packaging or the brand yeah. or even just the font on the packaging. Like it's yeah. so easily done. You just buy it because it looks nice. Do you know what I mean? So hundred percent. And it's not superficial or anything. It's just, that's just how it is. You just buy things because they look nice sometimes. I mean, I will say there are things also taste nice. But, 
you know, we I do also get that you, you like things to look nice. <laughs> Every little helps. It all helps. It all yeah. <laughs> so we're coming to the end of the podcast, and oh. I do like to ask three questions towards the end. So yeah, I would love to know what does your morning routine like look like as a business owner. So this is this is a really whenever a day whenever I'm doing really well because let's be honest, especially with lockdown, every day every morning is different these days depending on how you wake up feeling. Um, but what I try to do most days is I wake up usually between seven and eight. I used to be a really early riser, but I've just fallen into the lockdown. I don't know what you'd call it where I get up later than I usually would. So I try to wake up between seven and eight. And I immediately have coffee. <laughs> I immediately have coffee. And I like to either catch up with the news on my phone or me and my boyfriend will kind of sit downstairs on the sofa and watch a YouTube video from someone that we subscribe to um, for half an hour. And then it'll usually either be, I'll set my to-do list for the day via the book uh, that I use called the six minute success journal or I'll do a workout if I feel like it I used to be very regimented with my workout routine but it's kind of I've just got busy so it's not as regimented so I'll try to get my workout in and then I will have my shower make myself another coffee and then literally plant myself at my desk and just get started on my to-do list um, it's usually scheduling social media first or announcing something or changing the website if we have like a discount code on or something but my main things is really setting my to-do list I think doing something in the morning as well that relaxes me which is kind of chilling with my boyfriend watching a YouTube video I always do that I can't really get up and just start working straight away because that's just not it just wouldn't work for me so I always try to do something that relaxes me in the morning always try and do something that's good for my mental health which would be my workout and then after that I just kind of get stuck into my work tackle the day yeah because that's what I always was so jealous you know people that own their business and they can just plan out their day as they like and go about it like literally structure your day your dream morning basically because like yeah I was going through a phase of getting up at half eight in the morning rolling out of bed going straight to the desk and sitting for a while yeah. my emails then going and getting ready and it was just you just I know I woke up feeling just so crap and then I started waking yeah. up like seven then I pushed it back to half six and I was like well I need to look forward to my morning and give myself something to actually look forward to so that would yeah. be my first cup of coffee is what I look forward to every morning getting out of bed yeah. putting the kettle on like that's, that's what I look forward to and then I sit yeah. down and I read for an hour and that's just like my me time in the morning that, yeah that sounds so tranquil yeah and it's just so relaxing and I just it kind of you know you're going into your work day and it's like oh how many emails have I got this morning or like who's emailed me today and it's just yeah getting rid of that first thought and like going okay yeah. I'm gonna have my coffee I'm gonna sit and read and then yeah. you can start worrying about what's gonna happen at work that day do you know what I mean so 100%. starting it off yeah on the right foot then my next question is give me two things you are grateful for today so now you know what I'll admit that today has been one of those days and I know I've said today has been a more of a relaxing day but it has been one of those days where not that I'm struggling like or having like a like struggling mentally day but you know those days when it's just meh like you just feel meh I'd say today it probably sounds a bit like not superficial but today I'm really grateful or not superficial sort of first world problems I mean today I'm really really grateful for 
my kettle to be able to make my coffee because I could not start my day today without my coffee. Um, I was so tired and felt so lethargic. And this morning I just needed my cup of coffee to sit and, and go on my phone for like 10 minutes and just have it. And the second thing I am grateful for today would probably be my bed. <laughs> because we got a new mattress last week and it's so comfy and I've been having such like waking up with such a sore back because the mattress was so bad and that was affecting me like I'd wake up in the morning feeling like I hadn't slept and the past couple of weeks have been so I don't want I don't like using the word stressful but have been so stressful because I was waking up and having so much to do without having like a good night's sleep so even though today I woke up not feeling great I know I've feel better than I probably would have if I still had my shitty bed so I'm really happy for this bed behind me today (laughs) oh I love that um and then thirdly have you read any books lately or can you give me a book that you recommend yes okay so this one I did I didn't know whether it counted as a book but I thought it would be good anyway it's my six minute success journal (laughs) Okay, right. And the reason it is, people hear these things and they probably think, oh, it's one of those like wistful journals. Because that's kind of what I thought whenever I first found it and I thought it's not going to work. But what it is, is it's got like a couple of chapters before the diary that kind of talks you through um, like the fundamentals of how you can be your most successful self. So it, it tells you um, like um, the myths around focusing why habits are important to form like how they affect you like in every single thing that you do which a lot of people don't realize um your values that you have and like every day whenever you fill out because I use this as my to-do list I basically will read a page from the chapters before so say for example let's go to a random page what's this one achieve goals that fulfill your life instead of just filling your schedule So that's kind of like a little bit of inspiration, like for my day. And then I'll go to the actual diary part and it asks you, first thing it asks you is I'm grateful for. So you fill out what you're grateful for. And then I'm looking forward to. So what you're looking forward to. And then it gives you a focus of the day. So this focus of today was um, for this podcast. And then um, on the to-do list, you write down your little to-do list. And then after that, your to-relax list. So relaxing is part of your to-do list that day, even if it's half an hour doing going for a, your lockdown walk or whatever. And then it has a little quote at the bottom. This one says, all progress takes place outside the comfort zone. And then it asks you for your thoughts, ideas and wins of the day. So the reason I chose this book is because it has really, really helped me in feeling grateful for, even if I have a challenging day, grateful for what? makes me feel comfortable in that challenge and it helps me manage my tasks because as I said and as you know being your own boss is so so stressful and so so busy but it also helps me realize what I am grateful for and what I have won on that day and it's just a really great book and you can get it for 19 pound on Amazon and yeah it's really good (laughs) you know I'm gonna have a look at that book because it sounds really good no, it is. It is genuinely really, really good. It's like it, it's I think the reason he called it the six minute success journal is because a lot of people think you need to like and this is do, I mean, do what you want. But a lot of people think it's like an hour of meditation. 
expectation or it's setting down a rigid set of goals and actually that is usually counterintuitive to being able to focus because if you can't focus you can't do anything at least well so it's literally taking I mean six minutes five or six minutes over your morning coffee and you already have your to-do list for the day you've already realized what you're grateful for you've already realized um okay today I'm going to have time to relax by doing this today this is going to be one of my wins it's just like a nice way to start your day fully recommend because I really like the has like the relaxing like as part of your to-do list because yeah this is everything I need to do today stress 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 like yeah you know I mean? and like, yeah I, I, I like that yeah like one of these it's like a focus myth number two is I achieve more with multitasking and it just completely rips that to shreds and makes you understand that you do not achieve more with multitasking whatsoever you just get stressed out and your mental gets fried and it's it's weirdly things that you think you know but you don't yeah and whenever you read them you're like why didn't I understand that because I learned that with like habit so I read atomic habit and it just broke everything down and you just think you know oh I have this habit and I have that habit I can create a habit but if you yeah. understand if you have a habit every day or you build something up like a compound habit it's like it just makes you your goal and achieves itself and it's just like it is the penny just drops and you actually read about it and you actually yeah. break it down you somebody else explains it for you in like such simple simple terms but you've never thought of before and it just yeah. makes total sense but no it's really good Thank you very much for being a guest on my podcast. It's been a very oh my god, you're so welcome. Oh, it's just a shame it's not like in person over like a diet coke or like a beer. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was so nice being able to talk to you. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd be here, eh? I know. Right, well. From little first years at John Murs, and now we're here. Thanks so much for listening to the Articler podcast, and um, we'll be back again next week with another episode. As always, you can let me know what you think over on Twitter at Orla Shanks PR or on Instagram at Orla Claire. <laughs>